Have you ever seen something out of the corner of your eye that didn't seem to match any animal you've ever seen? How about the feeling of being watched while hanging out outside? How about the feeling of being stalked or hunted while hiking? Welcome back to the swamp my friends and welcome if you're new. Today we're going to be sharing some creepy and allegedly true cryptid encounter horror stories sent in by viewers just like you. As always, if you have a story that you would like to share in a future episode, be sure to submit your story at swampdweller.net or the email you can find in the description down below. I would love to share your story with everyone here in the swamp. Before we jump into these stories, Swamp Folk, today's episode is sponsored by my very own podcast, The Dark Side of Gaming. Gaming, it's not just a hobby. It's a lifestyle to many. A seemingly harmless way to pass time with your friends all across the world. But even your favorite hobby has a dark and macabre side. Join host TDN and Derek Weber and their team of investigators every single week as they unravel the strange and creepy backstories, mysteries, and rumors you never knew were terrifyingly real. Like old school RuneScape's Rogue Mod, where a rogue moderator goes and steals thousands of dollars from players. Or the dark side of Pokemon Go, where you can learn about all the crimes attached to the game. Or maybe even Silent Hill PT, or the Grand Theft Auto Infinity Murders, and plenty more. There are 12 episodes out so far for you to check out. Find a link to listen to them in the description. First off, I'd like to say that I grew up in rural Tennessee. Hunting and three-wheelers were commonplace, and I stayed in the woods either hunting or playing a real-life army role-playing game. No, it's not just role-playing. I've had seven deployments, and I've had my fair share of trauma. I retired in 2012 and had a tan beret. Some will know what I'm referring to. Anyway, this story was kind of two parts. First, my father-in-law got me interested in metal detecting. I know, boring to some. However, having property where a Civil War battlefield and the Trail of Tears went by is extremely neat, and the history, right on my property, has many secrets there. However, with history comes repercussions at times. March 2020 came and money was tight, so we moved here. The house had to be remodeled, and that's a job that is still going on till this day. I went out on part of our 11-acre spot of land that my wife grew up on. She said she heard some weird things around the area and might have even seen something. Being from the country and seeing the things I have, I just dismissed it. I was out doing a little detecting around the property after a strong storm. A few trees were blown over and they say rain will push what's in the ground up. I hid on a spot and I began to dig but was confused after maybe two feet and I hadn't found anything. I continued to dig when I saw a huge, what I assumed to be, rock. However, it was a tomahawk. Cool, I thought. I had found a few more items that had to be some sort of Native American made tool. I brought them up and immediately had this weird feeling. That night was our second night there. We had no water because the lines had to be redone. We had bought a small camper for us and our nine terriers. These are the most protective dogs I have ever owned, and I've had quite a few. That night, as we went to bed, my wife and I were talking. Now, she has a master's degree, so she has some common sense. So as we talk, the toilet flushed. I looked at her, and we don't have running water. I hadn't hooked the line up yet or anything. Then suddenly, the faucet came on. At this, I'm up. Water coming out with no water. That doesn't make any sense. Let's just even say, being an army ranger, this unnerved me. 
The dogs have lost it, and all nine slept on top of me or against me. The next day, my little guy that always rides and who I protected from the others had a heat stroke and passed. Out of the blue, I'm all emotional because he slept each night on my shoulder. His spot, and now he's gone. That evening, it's a two-mile walk away from the driveway to a store. I had loaded 50 pounds in my backpack and walked with it. That night, I'm talking to a friend during my walk, and as I returned, I turned on my flashlight, and as I made a corner in the trail, I saw something out of the corner of my eye that will forever stay in my memory. It was a hulking creature, kind of looked like the Marlboro Man. It was like a black shadow almost. I double-timed it to the camper. I grabbed my AR-15, and I unloaded everything in my backpack. By the time I got back out there, though, nothing was there. And that night, I noticed in the mirror as I was shaving that there were things drawn. I asked my wife. She froze and thought I had done it, thinking I was messing with her. From that moment on, she'd hear my voice, and I'm not even home. It would sound like something on the outside of the camper was scratching at the windows and on the side panels. Sometimes, you would even see a silhouette through the window blinds. We were very scared, and we didn't know what to do. And knowing that we were on Native American land, we had a Native American medicine man come and bless our camper and give us blessings as well. After that, this thing, creature, whatever, has seemingly left us alone and hasn't followed us anywhere. I don't know if this really counts much as a cryptid encounter, but it was an encounter with something that I can't quite explain that I will never forget. Hello Swamp Dweller, I am an avid outdoorsman in Southwest Ohio. I hunt every species in the state and, and fish for the most available fish species. I went to college in Southeast Ohio near Wayne National Forest. I believe the story I'm about to tell you is from the summer of 2016 sometime in June. My friend and I had just finished our junior year of high school and we were fishing like crazy all summer. Almost every day, all day it seemed. One Saturday afternoon, we decided to try out a state park near our town. Sycamore State Park is about 2,300 acres near Trotwood, Ohio. We left around 6 p.m. and got there around 6.30. As we arrived, we noticed the parking lot was full, with over 30 cars probably already. We looked over at the reservable shelter and saw that there was a wedding reception going on at the time. We congratulated them as the top of the trail went right by the pond and down to the hill. We got down there, started fishing for catfish, and almost immediately got a hit. We lost track of time and noticed it was getting close to 10.30 at night and the park closes at 11. So we packed our gear and the fish we had caught and made our way to the wooded stairs back toward the parking lot. We didn't have a flashlight at the time and my phone was broken, so our only light was the light coming from my friend Samsung. Once we got to the top of the hill, we turned to the bend in the trail right before the shelter, and we noticed the shelter security light was already on. We stopped and looked under the awning to see a large creature bent over the trash can. My friend gasped out loud, enough to make this thing straighten up turn its hips and slip away into the darkness out of sight. We fast walked back to the car and sped out of there going 70 miles per hour the whole way home. My friend never believed in Sasquatch or anything of the sort 
but after that night, I think everybody became a believer. This thing was easily six foot, six and a half foot tall. It had dark gray fur, and I guess it was a Bigfoot. Last night, I had a lot of strange and stressful dreams, particularly about a woman who was stalking me. I had woken up sometime around 5 in the morning to leave for work, but ended up waking up at 5.30 from my stressful dream. When I rolled over to check my phone for the time, I noticed right away that I saw something staring at me through my window. It was standing slightly away from the door, looking directly at me. My back door to my house has a long, narrow window that you can see out of. At first, I thought my vision was blurry due to me just waking up and being slightly stressed, but I just sat there for a couple of minutes, staring straight at this thing. I thought maybe my eyes still weren't fully adjusted, but I, I could see whatever this thing was moving. This thing had white and brown fur, and it looked like it might even be going mangy at the top. I was startled and considered that maybe I was dreaming or having sleep paralysis, but I firmly believed that this just was not the case. I could still think for myself and was questioning absolutely everything. I could still move and talk. I was just frozen with fear. I slowly pulled the blanket over my head and made a small space in between so I could still see the thing. I'm a bit blind, so naturally my vision blurred once I did that. I watched frozen in fear for roughly 15 minutes until my alarm went off, and then I decided to investigate. I felt safer because my family and friends would start waking up around the same time as I usually did. There was nobody there and no trace of any human being or any creature around. We have a backyard camera pointing towards the back door where I thought I saw the guy. I asked my mom if she would come check them around the same time I saw the guy, and she told me that the only thing on our deck was a fox. The window is very much above ground, so there's no way a fox would be able to get up that high for me to see. I do practice my culture. I don't know if maybe that had anything to do with it, but the whole experience confused me. I was very alert the moment I saw the thing on my deck. I could see this thing's face and head move a bit as it stared me down through the window. It felt intimidating, and it almost snapped me out of my sleepiness that I was in. Does anyone know what this could have been? A lot of friends and other natives around the area say it could have been a skimwalker, but I don't want to jump to conclusions. I am 21 years old, turning 22 in July, and living in St. Louis, Missouri. I've watched stories of werewolves, wendigos, and skimwalkers, but for me, this is one encounter that will stick with me for the rest of my days. It was back around New Year of 2021. I was 20 years old at the time, and everyone but myself went to bed because they usually don't stay up for the countdown for New Year's. So I stayed up watching the TV. I got hungry at one point, so I made some popcorn and added some white cheddar popcorn powder afterward. I grabbed some Sprite from the refrigerator and waited for the popcorn, but out of the corner of my eye, I saw something flash by. I didn't think much of it at first, only thinking it was my imagination, not knowing that later I would regret not taking it seriously. I sat on the couch with my finished popcorn and soda, watching the TV before the power went out. 
It was not odd around my subdivision. This happens every now and then. I had to wait roughly 10 minutes before the power would come back on, and that's when I saw something outside on the back deck. Our deck is all wooden, so whatever was out there, I could hear the claws tapping across the boards. I froze, and knowing the window to the deck was next to me, I didn't want to take any chances of being seen by whatever it was. I felt like someone or something was watching me from the window. So I slowly, but very carefully, turned my head to see a big bear-sized dog or wolf-like thing staring right at me. I didn't lock eyes with it in fear that it would see me as some sort of prey. This was no dog. I'm no expert on werewolves, but I'm pretty sure what I saw was a werewolf. I slowly reached over to grab my phone when the werewolf had its face on the window from the deck looking at me with red eyes the ones you would see in an anime with wolves when it's angry or wanting to attack. I stopped frozen in my tracks once again, sweat dripping, and I could feel my heart begin to race. Was I going to be this thing's next meal? I saw this thing's large canine teeth as they looked at me with eyes that wanted to tear me into shreds. This thing began to pant and it almost sounded like it was trying to speak to me. I didn't want to know what this thing had to say even if it could speak. I thought to myself, maybe I could try to blind it and get away, so I took my phone and shined my flashlight directly in its eyes. It looks like this worked because that werewolf thing growled in annoyance and ran off the deck. After a few minutes, I heard another howl from the distance. I never saw that werewolf, dogman, whatever creature again, and I've never told anyone about it until this show. Hi Swamp Dweller, I'm from Arizona and I listen to your podcast after work while finishing homework, and I enjoy these stories. Since I'd hate to see this podcast go, I'd like to share one of my family's scripted stories with you. Because of this encounter in particular, I usually don't turn down others' experiences immediately and deem them crazy. This encounter happened in the mid-90s in the Sonoran Desert. My grandma, her husband, her daughter, her sister-in-law, and her brother and sister were returning from Yuma heading to Phoenix. I don't exactly remember why they were traveling. I'm tempted to say they were visiting family, but I could be wrong. One of the reasons I'm mentioning all these people to give this story the credibility it deserves is because they all experienced it. Five people witnessed this. My grandpa was the only person in the car who didn't seem to see the creature, but that was because he was sitting in the shotgun seat and didn't get the right view or angle. It was close to midnight and my great uncle Stephen was driving. Not rushing home, just enjoying the silent drive through the desert like everybody else in the vehicle. This is where things began to get weird though. My deaf, great aunt was looking out the car window into the darkness and then suddenly grabbed my grandma's arm. My grandma was confused when she saw her face. It looked like she had seen a ghost or something. My grandma looked too and saw a figure running alongside the vehicle. She says it must have been around seven feet tall. But that wasn't the scariest feature at all. It was the creature's face. I mean, its eyes were stretched out very large, like Muto's eyes on the 2014 film Godzilla. But even scarier than that was the creature's weird and crooked smile. You could see its sharp teeth as it glared evilly into the window. My great uncle pressed the gas pedal, sending the car roaring to 100 miles per hour down the street. 
The creature still ran alongside the vehicle, but failed to keep up. The creature still ran alongside the vehicle, but failed to keep up after my uncle pushed over a hundred. My grandpa, who hadn't seen the animal, said, "What the hell are you doing?" My great uncle turned to him. "You didn't see that thing?" Though this encounter rocked my family, they don't like to talk about it too much. They didn't start talking about the creature until quite a few years after when one of them decided to bring it up. My great uncle and one of the other family members drew up some sketches of the creature and compared them, revealing the graphics to be nearly identical. Which was weird because they sent the pictures to each other and hadn't seen the other person's picture before. My grandma drew up a sketch for me to see. It looked genuinely evil as the others had described it. Even though they don't like these types of movies, my family watched the movie The Predator because that creature in the film closely resembled the beast they had seen that chilling night. My grandmother remembers watching it and says that that is exactly what she saw. I remember the sketch looking very similar as well. So, my question to the swamp is, what exactly was this creature? I have no idea. My family deemed it a chupacabra since it somewhat corresponds with the chupacabra's profile but I saw some problems with it. Chupacabras have never been reported this large before in any part of the world that I could find, usually topping off at four or five feet and are known to have spikes on their backs, unlike the creature my family encountered, which had somewhat of dreadlocks dangling down the back of its grotesque head. I'd think it's some evil spirit or something concerning Native American witchcraft, like maybe a skimwalker, but I don't think I will ever know. Yet, this story sticks with me even till this day, reminding me that my distant Native American heritage is very real. I have a couple of stories to share here, all of them involving my family's cabin in a small town in Wyoming. So, for starters, I need to put this into context. I was born and raised in South Dakota, and if you ever look at a map of it, you will see that it's a great beige rectangle with a singular circle of green right on the west side of the state. That is where I grew up. Now, the west side of South Dakota has some amazing sights, and it makes up for there being pretty much nothing to do here. But nothing here holds a candle to the cabin. The cabin is exactly what it sounds like a log cabin with no running water, a well, and a creek adjacent. The only modern part about it is that it has electricity, and that was added in the 1930s. It is an hour away from my hometown, and if you die up there, there is no chance you will ever be found. So, it is my favorite place to go. It was great, and when I was stressed from high school and such, and I wanted to get away, it was exactly where I would go. And now that I am 25, it is still my favorite place to unwind after a long week. But it has its quirks. I'm going to start with the most normal of stories. Not normal because this stuff happens all the time, but because there was no paranormal, extraterrestrial, or ooga-booga stuff that I could really lay on for an explanation. I was 13 years old at my sister's birthday party. My sister and I always celebrate our birthdays up there. My dad had to leave to take my sister's friend who could not sleep over back to their home. My mom does not like to spend the night up there, so she left before sun went down. This left 13-year-old me with about 5, 10 to 11-year-old girls. In short, I was miserable. 
I was poking at the fire, planning on dropping some scary stories on them so that they would have nightmares when I heard a distinct rustling noise coming from the dry creek just ahead of us. I looked up from the fire and saw a figure approaching us. I told my sister to quietly get back to the cabin. She looked at me and was about to say, why? when she saw that my eyes were fixed on some sort of singular point. She followed my gaze and not long after she saw the old bearded man, wide-eyed and stumbling toward us. She screamed, prompting her friends to scream, and they all ran back to the cabin. The screaming stunned me as I was sure that this man would now proceed to kill me after he was done marching to the cabin and then would finish off the girls, but that did not happen. Instead, he stopped and just started mumbling some incoherent nonsense. I could only make out a few words, something about deer, rope, and crick, and some sort of razor blade. Eventually, I gathered up the courage to tell him off. I let him know there were guns in the cabin, and if he did not leave, I would go get one. After I said this, I began to walk towards the cabin and eventually retreated inside of it. We told my dad when he got back what happened and he wasted no time gathering up people from the surrounding community. The old guy was caught, but not by the police. He was caught by his daughter who thanked my dad. I was not there for that part. This guy was just an incredibly old man with dementia who wandered out of his cabin and followed the road to ours, thinking it was one of the cutoffs to the creek. As for the razor blades, well, back in the 1970s, a group of rednecks got tired of city people swimming in their creek. So... One of the rope swings they attached had razor blades on it. A bunch of kids got their hands cut up, and the rednecks were never caught, and all they managed to do was get basically every rope swing cut down and banned from the area. I feel sadder than scared when I remember this. However, this is only the first story I have up there. Now before I go any further, I need you to realize that this place was located on a mountain. It was very remote, as I explained earlier but definitely had something living on the land. When I was a teenager, I used to hang out there with my friends all the time. We'll call them P and S, just for anonymity's sake. So, one day, we were just sitting outside and talking about all the weird stuff that has happened out here and this road that we were on. We were just taking a walk and trying to enjoy ourselves. It just goes straight up into the woods from here. And as we were sitting there just talking, all of us got the worst feeling of dread. This was not normal. It felt like I was being watched from all sides. Just to let you know, we were still close enough to where I lived to be able to see the motion lights and everything else. That's when we noticed out of nowhere, the motion lights had turned on. At first, we thought it might just be one of the animals that live around here. Obviously, there are dogs at Rome and such like that. Or maybe it was just one of my family members going outside for a second. So, we decided to make our way back to the house. As we're making our way there, though, my friend stops me and tells me that they see something around on the corner of the house. At first, I think they're just seeing stuff because it is kind of dark out. But then, we hear a blood-curdling screech and some sort of garbled noise. It almost sounds like something is trying to yell something, but it also just sounds so inhuman. And then, that's when we noticed a deer. It was standing there, looking at us with these whited out eyes. 
They looked... clouded, is the best way I can describe it. This thing was absolutely massive, though. It looked distorted. It looked wrong. It was just like all of the stories I have heard on this channel in the past. It was at that very moment. I knew I was either looking at a skinwalker or a not-deer. Now the first thing I did was hold my breath and get ready to tell my friends to run as fast as they could to the front door. We were on a mountain far away from the next town, and there was nothing that could come save us if this thing got angry and decided we were its next meal. So we begin sprinting towards the door, and it looks like this thing is beelining to cut us off. But strangely, as we are about to intersect and almost run into this thing, it suddenly turns and runs the opposite way, but on two legs, and it's suddenly yelling something that I can't quite make out and decipher, but it sounds like a, a distorted radio, like when you hear a radio just malfunctioning incredibly going through station from station. That's what this thing sounded like. We could hear it bounding through the forest, going up higher into the mountain. I don't know what we experienced that night, but I'm just glad that we got away with our lives. I know for sure, though, that what we encountered must have been a skinwalker, and I have since dubbed that area Skinwalker Mountain. Thanks for listening to these creepy and allegedly true cryptid encounter horror stories sent in by viewers just like you. As always, if you enjoyed these stories, please be sure to hit that like button as it helps me out a ton. The more likes this video gets, the more YouTube promotes it, and that helps the swamp grow its ever-expanding waters. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please be sure to give us a 5-star rating over there as it helps us grow on those platforms, and it's very, very appreciated. If you're new to the swamp, why not join us? Hit that subscribe button and turn on notifications to never miss a new upload as I upload them nearly every single day on all things natural and supernatural. If you have a story that you would like to share in a future episode, whether it's an encounter with a cryptid or something else entirely that freaked you out, be sure to submit your story at swampdweller.net or the email you can find in the description down below. I would be honored to share your story with everyone here in the swamp. If you're on the go but don't have YouTube Premium, but still want to download and listen to your favorite Swamp Dweller scary stories no matter where you are, you can download them absolutely free from Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, and just about anywhere else you find your favorite podcast online. It's absolutely free and always will be. If you would like to support the Swamp outside of all that, maybe check out the merch store. I've got t-shirts and hoodies. I'd love to see you guys wearing some cool Swamp threads. You can also come join me over on Twitch. Come follow me there. You can find a link to do so in the description. I play horror games and do cool stuff over there as well. Don't forget to join me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And I'll see you all soon with another creepy episode.